last thing that I'm going to do when I get back is to get some decent food. I can dig it, man. I'm telling you, I'm eating virtual delicious, but then I'll taste it better, you know what I'm saying? The other one over there. You pound down the stuff like this. Uh-huh. Listen, I'd rather be eating something else, but uh, right now I'm digging food. You just know you know what it's made of. No, man. I don't want to talk about what it's made of. I'm eating this. What's the matter? Good evening from UFO Springs in Transylvania, and welcome to the Jack Lantern Press Podcast, where we discuss monsters in Halloween and 426. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode, Happy Alien Day 2020. That's right, it's Alien Day, April 26, otherwise known as 426. And fans of the Alien film franchise will know that LV-426, one of the three known moons orbiting the planet Kalpamos, or however that's pronounced, is where Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, and fellow crewmates of the USCSS Nostromo encountered a xenomorph in the 1979 film Alien. The clip you heard at the beginning of the show was the alien chest burster scene from that classic film, and that's what Tom and I are awaiting this alien day. Aliens and mutants alike are all anxious to see who will be the first chest burster of the day. So maybe by the end of the show, uh, we'll get to find out. But uh, this is a big show for Tom and me. This is our one-year anniversary of the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think it's crazy. I can't even believe it's already been a year of doing this thing. I can't believe that we've had we've had one year and 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 talk about improvements, because I I honestly think, you know, we for a while there when we first started, we struggled a little bit with, with how we were uh recording things you know going from from skype um now that was tough just because we had a lot of things that were were kind of drowning out a lot uh, of dropouts yeah yeah 
the interruptions and stuff like that. Uh, and then we kind of we figured out a better way. But I mean, it is with almost anything you do as you're learning as you go. And as long as you you keep pushing forward and trying to make it better, uh, you know, you always see some improvement. So I'm glad that we I were think- able to figure that out. The uh, the other there is an episode I forget which one but there was an episode it was like a bonus episode we did where we were actually testing out a new way of recording where Tom and I could still record separately but it would have good quality we wouldn't have to go through Skype so I don't know if it's interesting for everyone, anyone to listen to but we did put it out there so people could hear us doing a test on it uh, but I do know that. The the whole reason we started this podcast was we really just wanted to promote our book, Transylvania Traveler. And uh, my son, Robert, he discovered podcast this way to podcast that seemed pretty easy. And so we did it and it was like, well, let's just do it for fun. We're not going to spend too much time on it. And then little by little, we started getting more into it. I will say that as we as we were recording, there were definitely a lot of things that you don't really notice in your everyday speech. You know, things that you repeat all the time, or ums and uh, uh, you yeah, know, a lot of other things. Words. That, yeah, words, words that, that we you use say. all the time. Yeah, I, <laughs> Obvi- let me like tell obviously you. Obviously, and <laughs> obviously, basically, I mean, it. Basically. I'll probably say it a bunch of times in this podcast. And the crazy part about it is that. When you go back and you listen to yourself, that's that's the the worst part. But I did want to say one thing, is the episode that you were referring to was episode 11. It's called Bonus Behind the Podcast. Uh, it was put yeah, out on August 9th, 2019, and that that's where we kind of we kind of went back and and uh, started kind of mess. I think we were messing with levels and and other different things. It was it was pretty neat though. I think it was a fun yeah, podcast. And then we were talking about what we were going to do on the show. And uh, the thing is, I messed up my recording. So even I, I don't sound as good as you do because I had both the this external mic and then also the mic on my computer was still on. So there was still kind of an echo, which we didn't even discover until the next episode. So, but oh. it, I don't know. That was pretty interesting. But yeah. A year ago today, we did our first real episode um, on Alien Day, and we covered a, a ton of our favorite alien encounters, not necessarily related to the alien film franchise, but we talked a lot about movies, books, shows, games, anything that centered on aliens, extraterrestrials, UFOs, Martians, and uh, that type of thing. But for this episode, we decided that we would seek out alien content that we did not really know about to see where it would take us. So I don't know about you, Tom, but I had no problem going down this rabbit hole. I think when we were talking about this earlier, we were a little worried about like, geez, what are we going to do for this? Because we covered a bunch of stuff that we love about aliens in the last episode. I, I found a ton of stuff. Um, but I'm only going to talk about a few of the top things that, that I found. What about no, you? Well, my my biggest issue was this, is that one of the biggest and my most favorite things, you know, when it comes to like aliens and whatnot, uh, is Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek is, has always been one of my favorite TV series. Um, I've watched all of them. I've probably watched all of 
all the series probably several times in my life. And honestly, I think the last time we were talking about the Borg, we were talking about, you know, the different things that Star Trek has. So, I mean, in a way, it was a little bit more difficult, I think, for me. Um, but once I started kind of digging in a little bit more, I mean, a lot has changed in a year. I do have a lot of stuff that I think that we we might have touched on a little bit, but that it might, might be a, a kind of a repeat, but not necessarily because... I think some of the things that I want to I want to talk about specifically are a little different. So this will have a, a neat little twist. And I also think that what people can take away from this episode um, that's going to make it neat is that when you when you leave or when you stop listening to this and you go about your day, you're going to have enough information to take with you that will make your alien day that much better and that much better to come. Uh, plus, if you go back to the pre to the previous uh, Alien Day, there's so much on there as well that yeah, you'll have Alien stuff for a long time. It'll keep you busy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, and, and also before we end this show, Tom and I will finally go through a list of the films in the Alien film franchise, which was ranked by Collider.com from worst to best so we'll go through their ranking and we'll see if we agree or disagree on their picks so that's all the films in the in the alien franchise uh, that they rank so it'll be interesting to see where you and i sit on uh on our own opinions of of those films so we'll do that um at the end of the show so all right you ready to get started tom yep let's rock <laughs> Of course, uh, that was a clip from 1986's Aliens, where Bass fires on the aliens. But getting this going, the first thing I did prepare for this episode, um, I, I really just wanted to try and get into Aliens. And so the first thing I just that came to my mind was the movie Men in Black, the 1997 movie Men in Black. So I revisited that because I just remember it being a fun film. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, it's it's loosely based on the Men in Black comic book series from the early 90s created by Lowell Cunningham and Sandy Carruthers. And it stars Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. W Will Smith uh, plays a police officer who joins Jones and the secret organization he's a part of called Men in Black that polices and monitors extraterrestrial interactions on Earth. So there's this scene in the movie where Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are trying to get some clues for a case they're working on, and Jones suggests um, checking out what he calls the hot sheets. Anything about that seem unusual to you? What would scare Regic so badly that he'd risk a warp jump with a newborn? Let me check the hot sheets. These are the hot sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. Go ahead, read the New York Times if you want to. They get lucky sometimes. Thanks, Manny. Then I believe you're looking for tips in the supermarket tabloids. Not looking for. Found. So that clip there 
they find this they find this tabloid that has the intel that they needed and that that tabloid's called the world and the cover headline reads alien stole my husband's skin <laughs> and so what jones tells smith is that these stories are all actually real and you, as you're as the camera's panning over all these like inquire and things like that that you see at like the grocery stands you see headlines like uh, baby born pregnant man eats own house um, and you know I remember seeing like on the rack you know you know when you're shopping Tom and you see those inquire things and just like Bigfoot kept lumberjack as love slave Adam and Eve were astronauts alien bible found like these crazy headlines so that would actually play the part always in thought the movie. that was that was funny in the movie because they took they took like a you know a stupid newspaper <laughs> at least I think so anyways they took a a stupid newspaper that that people buy or magazine and and they made it into something interesting where you need to look at those in order to get the information about this alien yeah, world the true, I, I thought it was kind of neat true yeah it it really was a fun thing and so that that got me excited that was like all i needed so i went off looking for tabloids <laughs> to see if there was anything cool that i wanted to just get so I found this site called Weekly World News, which is kind of like the onion, um, but with the types of headlines I remember reading on tabloids, um, you know, while you're in line at the grocery store. So I want to say it's like the onion with monsters and the paranormal and weird stuff, but that's our own site, Jack-O-Lantern Press. That's kind of what, what we did. We always say ours is like the onion, but for the monster universe. I guess, though, this has strange stuff, but it all happens on Earth in the human world. And it's really cool. We're going to put a link in the show notes, but all you have to do is just type in Weekly World News and you'll find it. There's a lot of little funny stories that go along with those weird headlines that I read off earlier. Um, some of those were actually from Weekly World News. A lot of funny stuff in there, and so I just was enjoying those things, um, you know, when there's nothing to do, especially if you're still in quarantine, you know, for this coronavirus thing, you could just kind of thumb through those things. But that was my, the first thing that <laughs> that uh, that I came across as we were starting to get into Alien Day stuff. So did you want to yes. get into some of your stuff? Yeah, so the, the first thing that that I want to get into, uh, is going to be comic books, um, by Dark Horse, uh, comic books, because they were the ones that came out with the Aliens, uh, comic books right around the time that the movies, uh, were coming out. So, what would I think the, the original Alien movie came out, I think, what, wasn't it in 1986? Seven, yeah, was it seventy-nine? Ridley Scott one. Yeah. Okay, so Dark Horse Comics then came out with their limited series called Aliens in nineteen eighty-eight, and um, it was based off of obviously the first movie. It had Rebecca or Newt, as they put it, uh, Jordan Corporal Dwayne Hicks. Oh, so that's from Aliens. That's from the the sequel, the nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. Hicks and Newt, they're from Aliens. Oh, okay. Well, this this publication, though, from the Aliens is book one from 1988 uh, that when they came out with it. On the uh, 
on the Dark Horse comic lines. So this was the first one that they came out with. I don't know if it had something to do with Alien, and maybe oh, my information's dude. wrong. I'm looking at your link right now that you sent, and that looks sweet. Yeah, so they had Aliens 1 through 6. That was the initial work, and that was in 1988. And then Aliens 1 through 4, it kept going, and they just started going, like 1990, and all the way through, all through the 90s, even all the way up to, to I think, the last one that they were working on was in 2016 called Aliens Defiance. And uh, they have a ton of comic books. I found another page that has all of the history on a a Wikipedia article. I don't think I sent that one to you, uh, but I'll... I'll send it to to you, and then you can put it in the show notes. But oh, these yeah, are this all, one are these all? Di- oh, yeah, I guess this is all dig- uh, digital dot It's not that they're not that expensive. Five bucks, three fifty. There's there's one here for one dollar. Yeah, they're not they're not expensive at all. And plus, if you go through the the um, I believe it's it's made by Amazon or Amazon bought them out. Their Comicsology. Uh, you could get digital copies of these. I don't know. I I mean, digital copies are neat and they look cool on like an iPad because the coloring and whatnot's neat on there. But uh, I mean, I always like having the book itself. Yeah, especially comic books. I know they are kind of cool because you could tap and zoom in and all that. But there's for some reason I just don't enjoy it as much as actually holding the book itself. Well, I mean, especially with a comic book, I think. Well, uh, I. I will say that what they did with comic books digitally, if they invested the time into it, is that you can you can kind of double tap on us on one of the cell areas there where they have like you know the caption above whatever's going on, and it does zoom into that section. And then when you double tap again, it pulls it back out, and you could click back in, and it so it kind of it kind of gets you to focus more on that section which I do like because when you're looking at the comic book as a whole you know sometimes your mind just wanders but then again sometimes that's kind of neat too because you're just kind of getting engrossed in the actual artwork and the artwork that's on here is phenomenal yeah it really looks cool and it looks like it it doesn't follow the whole alien franchise it looks like it it really is a universe that that is part of the Aliens movie that Jam- James Cameron made. Like, it really is well, a spin-off of that. I think the first the first series that they came out with, I think he tried to follow uh, a little bit of what of what the Aliens did, and then after that, I think they just kind of went, went on their own little way. And, I mean, after that, some of this stuff, I mean, is, is totally different, and they were just yeah, more like focused definitely- on... Definitely doesn't look like they have elements from like Alien Three or Alien Four. Like it, I mean, I could be wrong, but just at first glance, it looks like it's specific to James Cameron's Aliens universe. Even yeah. though it's all in the same universe, but like it's more specific to his. So thing. Did you get that that second link? That like I said for our yeah. listeners, we'll put that in the show notes, and that one kind of shows the initial works and then kind of the adaptation of of where they ended up going so i thought that was kind of cool nice yeah that's cool
The next thing that I have uh, is a podcast. Um, it is called Strange Arrivals. Um, it's from iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild Company. Or no, I'm sorry, just Grim and Mild. It's a co-production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Um, and it's a weekly podcast. Each episode's about 20 to 30 minutes long. And it's it's a docu-series of true events. Super well-produced show with good sound design, music. It's got a ton of interviews. It, you know, it's it's a well-crafted story, each each episode and the whole thing. You know, it's, a, it's mm. episodic um, or, you know, more like serialized because it's one story that you're you're what you're listening to through the whole thing but the first episode came out on March 31st it comes out every Tuesday and as of this recording they're up to episode 4 and so this it is just started? really good again it's called oh wow it just just started again it's called strange arrivals and let me read the synopsis for it on a september night in 1961 in the mountain of that isn't right. I actually copied this onto my notes, and I think that <laughs> I copied I, it wrong. I got it. If you want me to read it, it says, In the mountains of New Hampshire, Betty and Barney Hill encountered something something they could not explain. What really happened that autumn night? Or what really happened that autumn night? Welcome to Strange Arrivals, where host Toby Ball will unravel one of history's most famous uh, cases of alien abduction. Yeah, that's what. So that sounds neat. It is so cool. It's it's like everything that I personally want in an alien abduction story. It's like night, the bright lights in the sky, UFOs, creepy beings. No one believes the people who were abducted, and it's not just the story of Betty and Barney Hill. What it what this thing does is it kind of goes into other UFO and ET happenings in the world, theories from people, scientists, the thinking at that time. Um, there's history that's parallel to the Hills story, like what kind of uh, sightings were happening around that time. Lots of audio and interviews. It's it's super well-researched. And uh, it's it's just really, really good. The, the thing that I like about it versus like a, a series on TV or a documentary is like a lot of times I'm watching them on TV and then they're showing them investigate these things in the daytime. And I think that kind of ruins it. There's something about like, I want to like the images that I see are like in the movie close encounters of the third kind, like that night scene where Richard Dreyfus is in his truck driving. He's lost in the middle of nowhere. And that saucer comes above him and it's shooting the light down yeah like that imagery is with me when i'm listening to to the podcast and it really is it really has a cool it's the way i want to imagine so it's almost like a book i think that's what's cool about audio is it's almost like a book where you can imagine the scenes instead of it being given to you and it may not be what you what you want which most of the time with those documentaries it's not the way i want it um, so this is this is really cool, but I, I wanted to play a little clip from it just so you kind of get a sampling of the show. So in this scene, um, Betty Hill, this is this is a, the couple. Um, she is describing her experiences on board 
this UFO during her abduction. So here it is. The next several clips feature Betty, recorded decades later in the 1980s and 90s. So went on board the craft, and I went into an unlighted corridor. And then I was taken into the first room. Bonnie was taken into the second room. And at this point, for purposes of identification, I now call him the leader. But under hypnosis, I always refer to him as the one who speaks English. And so he was in the room, and then the examiner came in, and there were nine others who stayed in the corridor. I was taken into this first room, and uh, it was quite bare. It was a small table, it was a stool. And then the wall, the door, there were doors in the wall that would slide back and forth. And they put me on a stool, checked my eyes, ears, nose, throat, my feet, my hands. And the leader would look at my skin, and then the examiner, and they could have, took turns looking at my skin, and they were, all this time, they're carrying on this conversation, very excitedly, in their own language, which I had never heard before. Then they said, put me on the table, said they wanted to check my nervous system, and they used some special kind of equipment to do this. UFO researcher and Betty Hill's niece, Kathleen Martin. They were very interested in every opening in her body and to looking at everything. They were especially interested in her teeth, their joints, they removed their shoes, they moved their joints, their fingers, their toes, their arms, their legs, and then they appeared to have done neurological uh, testing on Betty and Barney as well. Betty stated that they had placed a stylus kind of thing on her back. Anyway, it's a it's a quick little idea of what what to expect from it. Like I said, it's it's very well produced. I th- and the episodes go by real quick because they're 20, 30 minutes. So it's I'm really enjoying it. So we'll we'll put a no, link I'm gonna in have the show to notes. subscribe to it. Yeah, it, no, I think you. I think you will definitely dig it. Um, I know that I'm curious to hear what Matt and Greg over at Nightmare 365 have to say because they're all into this stuff, and I'm curious what they think of this story. I had never heard of this story. Evidently, for people who know a lot about UFO sightings and aliens, this is a very big story, and so I'm curious if they believe this story. So far, it seems very real to me. There's a lot of of evidence and things that they did that make it seem like this really happened, this abduction. And it's it's creepy. It's what you want. It's what you want to get out of an alien mo- movie or experience or story. You, you walk away thinking, uh, I think that there are other beings and what are they doing? You know, where are they now? Are they going to come back? Uh, it's It's creepy. It's unsettling for sure. Well, um, so you yeah, know, it was funny. Arrivals. So to so today, I, I was I was listening to uh, Chupacabra, a weekday weird from Nightmare Three Sixty Five, and at the very end of the episode, uh, I can't remember who it was. It Matt or Greg, obviously, because they're they're the people who do the um, the show. But at the end, they were they were saying that why why are the why is the human race so different from all the other animals uh, that are 
that are around and maybe were the actual aliens that came here, which I just thought was a pretty <laughs> cool perspective. I don't know if they were joking around or not, but it, I mean, it makes you think a little bit. And, 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 and well, like they you were saying, just, Mike, the thing I like about their show or one of the things I like about their show is anything goes. It's like anything you throw anything against the, the wall, see what sticks. So, you know, any idea you know, what if we were the aliens? I mean, that's, it's an interesting idea. What I want, I haven't heard the episode yet, but on the show, did Greg go, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, he he did. And I was <laughs> cracking up because their bantering was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was laughing pretty hard. He, he was, he was making me laugh. I actually had to send him a text message about it. So, cause I was cracking up the, from the banter. But even at, at, like you said earlier, uh, Mike, about the the different alien types things, I want to be able to, I want to believe, you know, that there is something out there. And, and even going back to uh, our episode, you know, from a year ago when we were talking about that alien abduction and they were doing the autopsy on them, oh, I mean, I yeah. wanted to Wait, believe the, oh, so Oh, the alien bad. autopsy? Yeah, it's like yeah. alien autopsy and also fire in the sky. It's like you want to oh, yeah. believe that that stuff is real. You want to believe there's something in Area 51. And if you guys don't know what we're referring to, then you know just shoot back to that first episode on Alien Day. Um, I don't want to go back through there because we spent a considerable amount of time on on each one of those topics. But it is about a, a video that was from wasn't it like the 90s or 80s, 90s? Yeah, I that think it came was out the 90s, if I remember correctly, early 90s. It or it something. was. It was phenomenal, and let me tell you, it was very controversial. Controversial around that time, um, and I think that, man, I mean, if can you imagine if we got something like that now, and just nobody can explain it? I mean, it'd be amazing. But to dive into some other stuff, unless you weren't done, were you done, Mike? No, no, that's that's it. And just so you know, I have one other thing, and then the Alien franchise ranking. So if I don't know, I saw some of your notes if you want to do a bunch of them that's um, fine go ahead and do it <laughs> um, i'm just gonna i'm gonna punch through some of these um okay real quick uh for the the vr games because of course everybody knows i'm gonna bring up vr games um but i i have to bring up this one i didn't bring it up the last time when we did alien day and this this game was out but it's called uh from other sons and uh this is a great game it came out in, uh, what was the year that this came out? Give me a second here. Because I want to I wanna see. It, it came out as an Wait, Oculus. what's it called uh, again? Uh, From Other Sons. Oh, here it is. It's by Gunfire Games is the developer. And it came out November 14th, 2017. So it's, it's fairly old. Uh, as, as far as the VR sort of, you know, thing went. Uh, but it's got, out of 901 ratings, it's almost five stars. This game rocks. You're on a spaceship, and then what ends up happening is you you could either team up with some, some other people, like real people, and you got to go around and kind of fix your ship up. But as you're going through this spacecraft, you are getting attacked by aliens, and then you also can warp or transport over to like let's say you you're flying around in space and you come across an abandoned spaceship uh, you could transport into that spaceship 
and then you get to wander around it and as you're wandering around it aliens are popping out and you got to basically shoot them and then you know gather gear collect your gear uh, you know collect anything that you can and then bring it back to your ship and then what do the aliens you know, what do the aliens look like are they like the they, they're all different forms of creatures like it they could be you know massive they could be small they could be you know little tiny things that are you know on the walls or they could be like i said massive um i don't think any like, of them really have look like, like like the the traditional okay. alien, like the big black eyes, little white or blue or green dudes. Um, some some of them, I I would say that have like the different sort of like weird faces where they got like the large the large eyes. Some of them have one eye, uh, multiple like arms, tentacles, and stuff like that. But it, it's it's fun. It's a little creepy at times too, because you're you're wandering around this spaceship and pretty much out of every corner you're you could get attacked. The game, the game right now is selling for $40. Uh, it's on, I will put the link in the show notes, but, uh, I, I think it's a phenomenal game and you definitely should play it. The next one, I, I have like kind of a, a good sort of collection that a, a website put together called Tech Prior. We'll put this in the show notes as well. And it was just kind of a, a little collection of games, VR games specifically, that I would say are really fun. Um, some of them are on the PlayStation VR. Some of them are on the you know regular like uh, with an Oculus Rift or an HTC Vive or whatever other headset you have. Windows Mixed Reality. Um, the first game on this list is Farpoint VR. What's great about this game is if you have something called the Aim Controller, uh, which is like a it's like a gun stock. You could cruise around you know these different terrains and all kinds of these like bug type aliens almost like from starship troopers come at you and you're just constantly shooting these things um and there's just tons that come at you they're flying some of them are are crawling really fast they come up out of the ground hello planet earth i'm eva tyson and joining me is one of my colleagues dr grant moon Hi. Our ship is here to analyze a very special wave of radiation. But what makes this radiation so special is that it has no discernible source. Wait. Oh my god. No! Brace for impact. Brace for impact. Brace for impact. This planet is almost 800,000 light years from Earth. We're in the middle of the most fascinating scientific opportunity in history. Are you seeing this? It's alien. How long do you think it's been here? A lot longer than us. Which could mean one of two things. Either whatever was on it is dead by now, or... What? They've had time to breed. Excellent game. Um, the next one on this list is Earthlight Spacewalk. And what's really neat about this is is that you get to, to basically be in the space station and float around. Now, they have tons of iterations 
of of these types of things when it comes to the space station. Like I think we're gonna scroll down a little bit more here, and we're gonna also see like one from. Uh, Wait, real quick on the yeah. Earthlight spacewalk. Do you get to go out into space? I mean, it, outside it, it, the space like, station. You're not outside in a space, but there are plenty of games in this where you could be outside. Dude, because uh, I'll tell you space. what. Did you ever see that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock? Uh, I oh, I know I've saw the trailer. I, I can't remember if I've seen Dude, it or not. Because I'm gonna that the opening of that movie, it feels like it's one shot and it feels like you're in space and like for the first time a movie made me feel the vastness of space and it was in that opening shot and so i almost wonder what god in vr that's got to be crazy if you're actually out in space maybe like tethered to something a ship or something to feel that vastness of space would be pretty cool i think so you you pretty much you're on the space station but you can go outside of the space station almost like a, a a sort of spacewalk and hang from some of the the things that are out there uh so you are outside and i will tell you it's like a it's really cool to experience it um because as you look around um you do see a lot of a lot of other things um I, it also gives you the the sense and the feeling and obviously the the learning of what the astronauts are doing like you can you get like a drill and you're undoing like modules to oh, that's you know cool. open things up yeah and it's it's really I think it's really well done um but uh yeah so that's it's that's funny one it to says check out right here in the description if you really want to feel like an astronaut doing astronaut things and nasa and opaque have, does nasa have something to do with this did they actually yeah, i think they do i think wow. they they had something to do with this this and, and nasa's also yeah, provided even some of the other ones the development team went to great great lengths, even consulted past astronauts to make a simulation that gives you a first-person view of what it feels like to be an astronaut. That's pretty yeah, awesome. And, <laughs> and it does. Um, especially because what I usually do is I put a fan uh, down on the ground, and so the fan, like blows up at you so you feel the wind and when you're when you're up there I mean it it could really you could really get Im immersed in it uh, quite heavily <laughs> um, the next one on the list so I'll just go through these pretty quick here is Star Trek bridge crew which I think is a phenomenal game um, you actually are sitting in the the Star Trek Enterprise you could either be in the newer one or the old old one the first series um, and scenarios come up uh you encounter aliens and all sorts of stuff and you could play four different roles you could play the engineer the captain um the 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 person who is steering the the uh the ship or um i think the other one is is uh weapons and everybody has to coordinate and do things together and if you don't do the things together then you basically lose the mission and it's it's a lot of fun, especially when you get other real people in there, because you know you always have that one person that's screwing around, and so it kind of makes it kind of makes it more fun. As long as everybody's still you know kind of progressing, it makes it a lot of fun. You always get some people that are just idiots, but 
I will say, for the most part, every time I've gone in there, I've enjoyed the heck out of it, and I've played every every role in it. I think my favorite is probably by far the weapons and the engineering, and I don't think anybody really likes the engineering one, but I think it's fun. So that's another one. Uh, the next one, I have not played this, but it's called Detached, and it's more of like a just a space simulator, so I'm not exactly sure what this one does, but it does have high ratings, uh, and it's all about space. I'll let you check out the trailer um, when you click on this link here. Uh, the next one is is called Home. It's just a VR experience, and once again, it goes into the whole space station. BBC was involved in it uh, in the UK. It's about a 15-minute simulation of the uh, sort of the spacewalk and whatnot for uh, the International Space Station. The next one is called NASA's Mars 2030. And this is something that NASA, I believe, was involved with. And it goes into this great detail of what the Mars surface looks like. You actually stand on Mars. That All the data from this thing was provided by NASA. So oh, the yeah. pictures it's saying and all here the stuff was pulled the from app. them. It's designed after creating accurate models of the Mars surface from data provided by NASA. You can yeah. drive the rover, explore the, explore the Martian surface, and even erect a flag on the Martian soil. Huh. It's, it's really neat. The next one on the list is called Mission ISS. This one, I will say, is probably the most realistic the only trouble with this one is if anybody tries it, they are more than likely going to get motion sickness. Like you would never last in this mic at all because it <laughs> I I have a hard time in this one cuz it really feels like you're floating uh, and it just makes me want to hurl. The next one is called Titans of Space. This one I think is phenomenal for the educational type people that want to learn a lot about space in general. It's kind of like you're sitting in, in the on this like couch with this computer system in front of you. You could type in whatever you want. You could type in, you know, the sun, earth, Mars, blah, blah, blah. And it like ports you, you like fly towards it. So you're like out in the in in space and then it flies you towards whatever you're looking at. And then it gives you all this tons of information about about what it is you're you're looking at and I just think it's phenomenal. I know it's not aliens, but it's more of like, you know, space. A lot of this stuff is space games, but you know, obviously for us to learn more about if there really are aliens out there, you got to know uh, stuff about space and it's just once again really neat. And then the last one they have is is called End Space and I think this is just more of just a kind of a space shooter type stuff you encounter, you know, different uh, alien beings and other people and you just shoot against each other and and so on and so forth so that was kind of the list that I had of, of VR games that I think are a lot of fun uh, to jump into to go on to more of of like regular games and I won't really dwell on a lot of these but I will say tons of aliens in it is Destiny 1 and 2 and I, I can't remember if I brought this up on the last one I don't think I did uh, but Destiny 1 and 2 is a, is fun games. They got these huge alien encounters that that come down. It's kind of like a raid if anybody's familiar with with um uh you know video games. 
You got multi multiplayer games. All these people are live. They're live events. Stuff comes down. All of a sudden, you start seeing all these aliens coming out of nowhere. They're firing at you. Huge aliens drop down from the from the uh, the sky, and you're just going to town on them with your gun or whatever you have, as far as you know, your alien suit goes and whatnot. And it it is it is fun. It's it's reminds me a lot of Ernest Klein's book called Armada that I brought up in our last episode, um, or our last, uh, uh, alien episode. And destiny is probably about the closest thing to what he was referring to in, in Armada. You could sit in these games for hours upon end. Uh, they're just, they're just well done. I'm sure most people have heard about them. If you haven't heard about them, destiny, uh, came out, uh, September 9th, 2014, uh, by a developer called Bungie. Uh, most people, probably heard of Bungie before uh and then Destiny 2 which which I actually like better um that one came out September 6th of 2017 same uh publishers were Activision and Bungie so uh Activision kind of took took pieces of it Bungie was still involved they were the the main developer of it but Activision was the publisher of it but I think Destiny 2 um it came out I don't think it was a uh, as fun as a lot of people wanted it to be at first, but honestly, man, I played through the whole thing and I, I keep going back every now and then to shoot up some good aliens. Um, so I had fun with that. And one other game that I definitely want to bring up is No Man's Sky. Uh, you could play this in VR or you could play it just, uh, on any console or any PC game. No Man's Sky, I did bring up in the last alien, uh, episode there and, but I wanted to bring it up again because they did add VR support to it. Uh, and they've also done so many updates uh, with No Man's Sky that it, it's unbelievable. This came out August 12, 2016 by a developer called Hello Games. You basically get in a spaceship. You fly to random galaxies. Uh, you find planets that have been undiscovered. You go down on the planets and then it tells you all about like the different things and you harvest items like uh, the, whatever types of, of chemicals or plant life or whatever and you harvest those things and you collect all of that and you bring it back to these big huge ships and uh, there's aliens in it. You, you could shoot aliens, you could build bases, um, they made it to where now you can, when you're on these planets you could go into... Uh, like the water and swim down in the water and then there's all these alien life forms down in the water it's unreal just the vastness and how huge no man's sky is that I, I really I really like it a lot so those were the the main things for video games for me did you say you had one more thing um, I have one more thing and then the the alien franchise ranking that we'll do at the end so I just I just wanted to bring up one more thing then, uh, and then you could you could uh, throw your thing down there. But there was a movie that came out it has Nicolas Cage in. I don't think it's out yet, but it's called Color Out of Space. Have you seen the the previews to that? No, uh huh. It it looks kind of cool. It uh, actually did it already. Co- oh no, release date is or yeah, I guess it already did come out. January 24th, 2020. Now, I haven't seen it, but it looked cool. It was sort of a different sort of catch because it's all about this color. I thought this was actually coming out later, but 
I guess the release date was January 24th, so it's fairly recent. It looks like it just came out on February 25th on uh, DVD, so you could get it there if you're interested in looking at oh, it. Oh, it's an H.P. Lovecraft story. Look at this. All those years in the big city, we finally got out. We're living the dream. Maybe it is a dream. I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. Looks like a meteorite. You mean it's radioactive? I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks. How can something that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God. What are you doing? Shh. It's talking to me. Who's talking to you? A man in the well. It's in the static, it's in the moisture. It's in here, it's out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. Why are you so in denial? That thing from the meteorite changes everything around it. Yeah, so that's that's basically what I what I had. What actually wh one other thing I wanted to bring up to you and that is do you think when you think about aliens, do you think that Marvel would be considered a pretty high contender in the alien world just because of all the different things that they have, all the different like characters cuz even when I was looking stuff up they were bringing up that like Superman is an alien, you know, or, you know, yeah. some of the main creature or the main uh, superheroes out there are considered aliens. And they are, but I don't know if that's really the the type of aliens that we like to talk about. We want to talk about more of like the horror type aliens than the aliens, you know, that you would yeah. see in, in Marvel. Yeah, the ones, the one, you know, when I think of aliens, I think of the little white or blue or green men with the big black eyes that abduct people and you know i think of close encounters of the third third kind i think of signs like that that type of alien and then obviously yeah. there's aliens from the alien movies which are cool just a different type of alien but yeah i mean superman is definitely an alien <laughs> Yeah, uh, there was also one other thing, and that's just a question that people can ask themselves, you know, maybe write in uh, and let us know what your thoughts I mean, are on it. Technically, always... they're aliens, because alien is just well, a I mean, they... from another world. 
but maybe but maybe not to the extent of really what we're after in our world but it still is an alien i mean I, I mean superman obviously was on a different planet krypton and you know it blew up and then he came here so he's still considered an alien one other thing i wanted to bring up just because i'm pumped about it and i get excited about all this content is that i i we're going to put another link in the show notes and it's a link to all of the star trek aliens that we encounter and i thought this was neat just because I love, like I said, I love, you know, the, all the races and aliens and whatnot. I mean, you got all these these different races and things, and they go into like the Bajorns, and I I just I just think it's it's neat to uh, to go through this, and they give you a description of everything that's that's in here. So the list, take a look at it, uh, and it's just it's just neat. Cool. All right. Well, the next the next thing that I have was actually something that you showed me, Tom. And this was, in particular, it's it's aliens, but it is done on a program called Planet Coaster, and someone you you make oh. roller coasters or rides, and you can theme it by buying these different packs so someone did an aliens ride and when i saw the movie aliens i always thought remember when we were designing fun mountain tom i always thought it'd be cool if there was an aliens ride because that movie really lends itself to a ride from the the drop that the colonial marines do in their in their ship to that little that car that they have going through, like it really lends itself to a ride. Well, this, you can watch this thing on YouTube and it's pretty long. If it was a real ride, it would be probably too long, but it's really cool. And they even use clips from the movie sound. Um, you know, you can hear Hicks like elevator from hell going down or whatever he says. And yeah. it has James Horner's music. It is really really cool as soon as you start typing in planet coaster it, you're gonna find all kinds of stuff on on youtube and you can this is a rabbit hole you will get lost down i also found one that was close encounters of the third kind and whoever made it you know basically has all these clips from movies but you're you're taking the tour so it's like you you see you're taking the full tour. So you go through all the areas where those spaceships flew off the cliff and everything. It's all on this this ride, and it's really fun. But but uh, yeah, the aliens. These one people was did great. a lot of work on those things because I can tell you right now that I mean I I own this obviously because you know I was showing you showing you it and it's very difficult to build something as intricate as these guys have built i mean there's stuff out there even in the horror world there's there's people who have spent a year uh, and i yeah, don't know how much that transylvania dedicated the, the, yeah there's someone made a transylvania amusement park and you can basically navigate through the park if you have the program you can navigate through and then if there's a ride you click on it or something, and then you can ride the thing. So there's a YouTube video of that as well, where you can go into this park, and, and these two guys kind of are navigating through it, and you can watch on the screen as they go through it and ride the rides. It's pretty awesome. But the cool, the cool thing about 
this game more than like say No Limits 2, which is another coaster game, or even you know uh, uh, the the Tycoon coaster games that were out there. Um, the difference between this one and all of those is that you could ride the rides on the other ones, but this one you could actually ride the dark rides. And I think that's what's neat because they actually allow you to to bring in like the audio animatronic stuff or yeah, animate, or like you know special effects. Like you could see yeah. that each of these rides, it, it looks like they have like they it, they could really be a ride. So you could say like, oh, that's probably a projection. That's an audio animatronic. You know, these spiders are dropped down, you know, on, on little wires. So you could kind of see it being a real ride. It's not just like, you know, they put a vampire and he turns into a bat in front of you and you just have to assume that, you know, that it's real or something. Like everything is done practically and it's makes it all the better because it feels like it really could be a ride. Yeah, and the Aliens one is very, very well done as far as the intricacy of it goes. I mean, they that guy spent a lot of time. Yeah, he just, had to. I mean, he even has, like, Bishop, you know, and he's all, <laughs> yeah. all sitting in there. Uh, you know, Bishop? from the Aliens movie. It, it was sweet. Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, what are you doing? Come Don't on, quit messing around, Drake. Come on. Bishop? Hey, man. Do it, Bishop. Hey, not me, man. <laughs> yeah, you. Hey, come on, quit messing around. Don't come move. On. Trust me. Thank you. Enjoy your meal. That wasn't funny, man. Yep. When he's sitting there putting the knife through his hands. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Bishop. <laughs> Put her in charge. Anyway, so that was that was my my uh the last thing that I had other than than the ranking thing. So I don't did you have something else or do you want to go right into the rankings? Well, I mean, so I had a bunch of I'm sure that you've seen in my notes I have, you know, list of movies with aliens in it and stuff, and I'm sure that you you probably have somewhat of the same list. It basically goes from from uh, the number one movie all the way down to like you know fifty different movies. I think there was they ranked like fifty one. We could we could throw it in the show notes. And there there was actually a tie. Oh, Superman is on there. Yeah, that's why Superman. I was saying. But huh. the very first the first Star one tied Man. so close. Close Encounters from the Third Kind in 1977, and then E.T. Uh, from 1982. Both of those, I guess, tied for first place uh, as being the the best alien movie. Um, huh. well, at least towards this. Independence the greatest... Day? Yeah, I mean, I guess. That movie's so cheesy. Alien 1986 alien and then they have they even have avatar on here which i mean i don't know it's not really a i guess it's kind of alien but it's not like the horror alien uh they have a quiet place on here but uh you know i don't know some of them are the new one they're good movies but i don't know if i would necessarily say they're like the best you know uh alien encounter like arrival 2016 with that was a good movie i dug that movie i think 
Yeah. Dude, is District 9 better be on here? I was watching that again. That movie is great. It's it really great. I think great. District 9 is on here. Yeah, District 9 is uh, tied for ninth place, which is kind of okay. funny. Okay. Uh, 2009, when that came out, that Would was a great movie. you got number one? Uh, Close Encounters from the Third Kind. Really? And e. Wow. Yeah. Wait, which I have alien? Oh, you said it tied. Yeah, Star the first Wait, place. Why do I have Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back as number two? Oh, really? see, no, I'm. And I see I'm not aliens as that... number one. Are you sure you're on? You're on the very first link that I that I sent you. Paste magazine. Uh, no, that's a different one. Oh, the one okay. I'm referring to is the CNET one. That one oh, has, okay. has so it, it starts with uh, number one. There's number eleven is is a movie called The Man Who Fell to Earth in 1976 with David Bowie. Uh, uh, okay, I've never seen that, but um, Annihilation. I've never seen link. that, but Natalie Portman ventures in into a shiny blob called Area X that is rewriting the DNA of every living thing in its path. Uh, I guess it's a horror sci-fi. Under the Skin, 2013, I guess Scarlett Johansson, I've never seen that, plays a seductress alien who lures men in Scotland into doomed sexual encounters, which uh, (laughs) that's definitely interesting. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane from from 2016, that tied for 14th. I remember those being a little creepy. Uh, that's for sure. John Goodman's in that. So those, so are, I have, those are good movies. I have a Ranker.com list of best alien movies ever made. I'll put that list on the, the show notes as well. What does that See, come up for number one? Uh, let me hang on a sec. Do I, do I put it over here? One sec. Let me, let me grab this thing. Okay, here we go. Number one is Aliens. Number two, Alien. Well, I mean, Number three, sense. Predator. Fifth Element is four. Then you get into some Star Wars movies. Men in Black is seven. District 9, eight. I'm surprised. Dude, you're out of your mind. Independence Day is nine. And Close Encounters of the Third Kind is 11? I don't think so. Yeah, I like the CNET's the ranking thing- better than what that's going. Dude, John Carpenter's The Thing is number 13. You're going to tell me... Stupid Independence Day is better than that. You're out of your freaking mind. Uh, no, E.T. is they 17. Saying, are they saying uh, Alien Encounter or just best movie in general? These these are ranked aliens in movies. This is Ranker. And it's this is a community. Ranker does ranked by fans of space and sci-fi genres. I mean, it tells you the age that's ranking. If anyone likes Independence Day, it's because... They were probably a kid in 1996 when it came out on the 4th of July, and they're all pumped, but that movie does not hold up. I, I didn't even think it was that great when it came out. The trailer, and I remember the marketing campaign was really great, but then the movie was like, well, the, in my The opinion. movie itself, I don't think, was was really all that exciting. I mean, no, obviously, Will Smith did a, did a decent job, but think about think about it as far as take the... Take the cheesy acting out, take the plot out, and and then once you once you eliminate all of that, 
Then think about the alien encounter itself. Like that did look good. The there effects was some cool in stuff about in it. Independence Don't get me Day wrong. were good. It's not like it was. It's, I mean, ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trust know. me. Don't Arrival get me wrong. I'm not 51? defending it. Come I'm not. On. I'm not defending it by any means. I'm just saying that the alien encounter. If you move yeah. aside all of the BS, the alien encounter itself and the intelligence that the aliens had, uh, and then also how they went to the host to kill it. Like I think they did a good job with that. Uh, do I think the plot of that movie was any good? And eh. It was it was thing, it was garbage uh, for sure. Anyway, so we'll link those all up so people can see. Eighty five Starman is way better than Independence Day. Just so you know. Yes, come. Starman on, was dude. a great movie. I saw that in the list, and I I was shocked that that was uh, where it was Planet? at because that should be at the high. Forbidden Planet ranked one hundred and six. The Blob one hundred. Yeah, Forbidden I Planet is. Like one of the originals for crying out yeah. loud, jeez! And that's probably because half the people haven't even seen the Forbidden Planet because they don't know what a true alien movie's about. I guess. <laughs> All right, so are you ready to get into the uh, best alien movies in the Alien franchise? Yeah, let's do it. And I haven't actually. There's. There, I think there's one that I did not see. No, there's two movies that I did not see. Hang on, I'm pulling this dang thing up, and I just lost my place here. Um, okay, hang on. Well, I know, I know that there's there's several, several that well, not several, but I think the the newer ones I have not seen because there's what I think there's six two of more them. new ones. There's Okay. Yeah, isn't there? So there's Alien from 1979. There's Aliens from 1986. There's Alien Three from 1992. Uh, Alien Resurrection from 1997. Um, was Prometheus part of that Alien franchise? So, pro, yeah. So Prometheus is supposed to be the prequel to Alien. So Ridley Scott came back, did that one, and then they did uh, Alien the Covenant in 2017. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I will if you look say, on Wikipedia, I have not seen the last one. Yeah, I didn't see the last one. And then if you include the Aliens versus Predator, which Wikipedia and Alien, the Alien Universe fan club, which is AlienUniverse.com, they do not include the Alien versus Predator in the movies. However, this Collider list did include those two films. In the list, and they start off their their ranking from worst to best with those two films. <laughs> so, oh. I can, um, so Alien versus Predator Requiem, which came out in two thousand seven, is the worst in in the series. Which I did not see that one. And then Alien versus Predator from two thousand four, I did see, and it was horrible. I I I remember we were at the Sundance Film Festival, we were, we were, had our movie Punch Card Player there, and, and we were there for like 10 days, and this was one of the movies we were watching at night in, in this cabin that we rented, and I just remember thinking, this movie is trash. Now, maybe that, <laughs> that is, and I, it is hard to make a movie, and it's not like our movie is better than this, because our movie sucked, but 
I did, did not. It is hard to make a movie, and uh, I'm sure they worked really hard on it, but I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was that was those were the the two worst. So the next one in the list is Alien Resurrection from 1997. And that was basically Alien 4, which I was really disappointed in. I mean, you have such good filmmakers. Uh, Jean-Pierre Junot, who who did Delicatessen uh, like and Amelie. I was really hoping that this film would be good. Joss Whedon uh, wrote, wrote the thing, but I guess he said it did not turn out the way he wanted it. The script was totally rewritten. So it was definitely a disappointment. Definitely some cool visuals in it. Like when the, they're underwater, there was a lot of really cool stuff done with that. The next one, Alien Covenant 2017. That's the next worst one. And... I did not see that one, unfortunately. You I said haven't you seen didn't... that either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so... Maybe, you know, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch that one because I don't well, know. I mean, it's 2017. Prome- you got to watch Prometheus first. I already saw Prometheus. Oh, okay. I just haven't I seen liked, I Alien liked Covenant. I thought Prometheus I... was great. I, I had no problems with it. I thought it was and, well done. And that's the next one on the list and this person for collider said the first time he saw it he loathed it i remember walking back to the car in silence or stunned in silence trying to process how mad i was at the flagrant disrespectful stupidity of the characters (laughs) what (laughs) anyway i don't know maybe he goes on to say that he he likes it more after another viewing i don't know the next one, Alien 3, which a lot of people hated, especially that one followed James Cameron's movie, and I feel like Alien 3 was trying to get back to like the horror movie uh, of, of the original Alien. I think that Aliens, the James Cameron one, had all that firepower and vehicles and all this, and all of a sudden in Alien 3, they're on this planet that's a prison and there's no weapons and so you don't have any of that that's probably why people didn't like it i I love so far i thought it was a great film it's david fincher's uh feature debut and it's really great i remember i saw it in film school and it blew me away the visuals like his style is was just seeping through i i enjoyed it a lot so before before you go on, because obviously we only have two left, um, well, how how is this ranking going for you right now? Are you do you feel as if I'm this fine is with so it. far going? Yeah, I'm fine with it as well. But let me tell you, if they mess this next one up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be really irritated because I, mean, I know so which one that I like the best. Yeah, it'll so be I was interesting say, so which... to see. Which one is your favorite? Aliens from 1986. Yeah. And I will say this, and I say the same, and I'll tell you my reasoning after we find out what the heck they do here. So here we go. You ready? (laughs) Here we go. Because I haven't looked at this. I did not want to look until until we were recording. So here we go. All right. I'm scrolling up. Scrolling. Where is it? 
You gotta be kidding me. You've gotta no. be kidding me. They have aliens then, second place and, and then alien and then first. Alien? Uh, nope. No. Nope. Disagree. Nope. They definitely and here's the thing. I uh, think that's horrible. You and I saw aliens first. We saw it before we saw Alien, because we were kids. We were obviously uh, not going to go see Alien, which came out in 1979, when you were three years old and I (laughs) was four. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But uh, they're definitely different movies. Alien is more of like a horror movie, and Aliens just was this action movie with laughs and excitement and scares. To me... There's no comparison. Now, Alien is great. I know the first time I saw Alien, we, we had already watched Aliens, and we went down to the video store, rented the first one, in hopes that we were going to get what we got from Aliens. And then, to me, as a kid, watching it, it was slow, and I was super disappointed. Of course, when I got older and watched it again, I loved it. It's a great film. But oh yeah! I don't still, get me wrong. I still aliens think the ranking is better. I think Aliens is better, but Alien was a great movie, and I would say that Aliens should be number one, and Alien should be number two. Um, yeah. Hands down, Aliens. Uh, all of the best quotes, if you ever look at it, are all from Aliens. I mean, yeah. let's just face it. There's great Bill quotes, Paxton all did that- a phenomenal job in that. Uh, yeah, the so colonial marines, the you yeah, know, then Bishop going through that tube, like all the cool stuff, those fight scenes with the aliens, just the aliens in general when they all attack, like it's just it's you're just not getting any better than that. It's so good. No. It's, in my opinion, it's James Cameron's best film, and I'll go as far as to say it's one of the best action movies ever made. I watched it about a week or two ago, and it still holds up. If that thing played in the theaters today, in my opinion, it still holds up really well. I think it still holds up. I think all of the acting was well done, despite the fact that, you know, obviously it's one of your cheesy, you know, horror movies, but, I mean, it's a sci-fi horror movie. I mean, I wouldn't even call it cheesy. Like I think, well, I, mean, I think the not... movie's firing on all cylinders. Has great writing, directing, acting, the cinematography, production designs, the the, the effects, the makeup, the editing. I'm just what I'm set, saying in though is that is that not cheesy in the sense of cheesy. I'm just saying if you're comparing it with like a you know a regular movie like a a drama, I don't know, just oh, something yeah, that's yeah. I mean it's a it's regular. a sci-fi action. Yeah, it's a sci-fi action movie. Uh. I just, it, still, I, it was a well-done movie. It was great. I could watch this thing over and over and over again yeah. because it's I've entertaining I've seen it a million times. Time. Yeah, and, and then here. the whole motherhood theme, like how how they executed that symbolically, visually. It's it's got good character turns. Oh, like yeah, with who Newt. you think is who. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, that should be number one. But Ranker, or no, so, sorry, Collider decided that, uh, alien is yeah, collider one. And I know a lot of people what... like that but <laughs> you know, so. well, yeah they're wrong all right well that's uh, that's everything I had anything else for you Tom um no that's it I think one other one other movie just to mention just because it's neat 
uh, that James Cameron did was The Abyss. I always thought that uh, oh yeah that movie was so great. You you're watching the you're watching the movie and then all of a sudden it just twists at the end. I mean, here you never even would think in a million years that uh, that he would kind of twist it that way. You're thinking, hey, you know, you're down in the water. What could possibly be? And then, boom, all of a sudden he throws this whole alien thing at you. That's and one you, I need to watch uh, again because I know I love that movie. And I haven't. And I remember I watched it like a number of times in a matter of like a week or two. And then that was it. I haven't watched it well, since like, probably 1998 or 99, so that's one I definitely want to revisit. The other thing that always makes you think, you know, really hard on that is, you know, at the end there, I mean, what happens if there really is aliens underneath there? We, we've only, like, hit a, 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 a certain percentage that's so a low of dis- discoveries of, yeah, of, ocean of, that of, we've of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, you're talking at seventy percent of of what the Earth is, and we've hardly even touched the surface of it. We can we can't even get down to the bottom there with anything to see visually. So we have no clue what's down there, uh, or anything else. I mean, there could be huge things down there that we haven't discovered. So I I just thought that was kind of a neat twist that that James Cameron did in that movie that had went towards aliens. But yeah, so I mean, that's all I had. Oh, cool. Well, perfect timing, because it looks like a bunch of ETs are gathering over there in that hangar, and it sounds like someone's screaming, so awesome. Looks like we're going to get to see that first chest burster of the day, so let's go check that (laughs) out. (laughs) Let's go. So we hope you all have a happy Alien Day, too. And uh, to close and celebrate the day, uh, we are going to play a great piece of music. Speaking of the real number one Aliens movie in the franchise, uh, it's from James Horner's 1986 Aliens score. So enjoy, and uh, we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. <laughs> 